0: Welcome to Season 10 of Digital Learning Radio. I'm Catherine, and I'm joined by my co-host, Laura. Hi. In this season of the podcast, we're sharing what is inspiring us on our ongoing story of learning. This week, we're hearing from Laura, and I can't
1: wait to learn what has been inspiring her. And I'm excited to share, but also I'm excited to be here and get to launch a new season of the podcast. Hi, how have you been since we last chatted here? Do you have a one word summation of how you're feeling and thinking today that you want to share? Oh
0: yes. And hooray for a new season of the podcast. For us, summer is always our busiest time. So things are winding down, but they have ramped up for educators. So potentially my word is woo for both us and educators, but for something more constructive, I have for the past several years created monthly themes and my September 2021 theme is build. So that's how I'm feeling today. I'm building new podcast season, building new sessions, building new workflows. So build is my vibe right now. What about you,
1: Laura? Okay. So I love that. And I will also second the wild summer life, but yes, I'm doing well. I certainly enjoyed the whirlwind of the summer season and my one word check-in today, both encapsulates my current vibe as well as just my general thinking about launching into the new of September. And that word is hopeful. Good word. Good choice. And I'm also hopeful that you will feel inspired by what I have for you today. But before I jump into it, we want to take some time at the top of each episode for you to have the opportunity to share as well in the form of some inspiration you've had this week. So, Catherine, what's your quick win?
0: As I said, I am building this month and especially this summer, I have been looking for tools for my learning workflow. And I'm going to be a little sneaky, like you uh, sometimes are, Laura, and share two learning insights. (laughs) So, one, tool that I've been using for my learning workflow is called ReadWise. And this is a tool that takes all of the highlights from any of my Kindle books. And it sends me a little email each day with random highlights. So Mm -hmm. I'm able to review books that I haven't seen in months or years. And I get these great reminders like, oh my gosh, that was fabulous. I need to go back and add that to a session or develop that idea. So ReadWise, it's a paid tool. That's my first share. And then the True insight, though, is seeing what I have highlighted (laughs) makes me realize I have not done a good job highlighting (laughs) and taking Mm -hmm. notes. Now, as I'm reading, I'm doing a much better job and thinking about exactly what I highlight, what is important enough to highlight and then how am I saving that information? So those are my quick wins. Thinking more strategically about my highlights in my reading.
1: I love that. That sounds like such a cool tool. Uh, It's making me think about being like one step removed as uh, I don't think you're a hot mess, but of (laughs) me being a hot mess where I've got some things in paper books, some things Kindle, some things other random places. And so I love... If you are reading through that e-reader, you get that nice little curated email to remind you what you've read. That definitely sounds like a, a very cool tool. And also I am proud of you for sneaking in a two for one, (laughs) because I always do that. So good call way to work the system. Yeah. Um, good share. I am definitely.
0: It's, it has been fun and it's one of those emails that I'm excited to get in the morning. So you can't say that much. (laughs) Okay. Okay, So let's get into Episode one, Laura, what is inspiring you to learn this week?
1: Okay, so this week I'm inspired by an idea from Dee Lanier and the problem-based learning and design thinking activity that he's created called Solve in Time. Okay. I know
0: just a very little bit about solve in time. So I can't wait to hear more. So I'm going to give you a challenge of a time constraint. So
1: in 60 seconds or less, tell us about solve in time. Okay. uh time constraint is helpful because as usual, I would love to talk at extreme length about this and really any idea that I'm excited about. Okay. I think I can do 60 seconds. Also just PS Catherine is literally holding a countdown timer for me to see. So <laughs> she, she means business. Okay, here we go. So Solving time is essentially a protocol that uses a set of cards that structure collaborative problem solving with the end goal of creatively explaining a solution to a relevant and real life problem. There are five timed rounds of two to three minutes each in which participants are asked to discuss these question prompts on provided cards. These look like, number one, first you identify and summarize a real and relevant problem. This could be related to specific class content, the community at large, or really whatever fits your needs. There's lots of problems that need solving today. And then number two, you do some research. So you use research skills and personal knowledge to answer the question. Three, under understand, use empathy and compassion to answer the question. Four, you get to solve using imagination and creative thinking. And then five, you get to share choosing a variety of outputs of learning to share your group's solution. Boom. One second Woo. left.
0: Exactly. That was amazing. Whew. Whew, Laura. Okay. So that sounds like a wonderful protocol. I have tried to explain and teach design thinking sometimes. Mm -hmm. And this structure, I think, is such a wise way of teaching it. I like that you had time constraints. You said two or three minute rounds. But what I really liked to hear was The real and relevant problems and I think that that is such a cool thing that we need to be doing all the time with our students so tell us a little bit more how is this inspiring
1: you yeah. So really, I'm inspired because of all of the possibilities for potential use. So I have been able to use this protocol a few times over the summer in professional learning settings. And we have used one of the expansion card decks called Class Challenges, in which I had groups of educators working to solve problems related to real-life class challenges like boredom, engagement, my favorite topic time, and more. There are also other expansion decks that center around solving problems related to equity, racism, civil rights, bias. We've got empathy, social impact, negative emotions, and character flaws. So there is a card for anything. And I really think the possibilities for use are endless.
0: Okay, so can we back up just a second and let me have more of a visual of what this looks like? Are talking card decks? Is it like a card like a deck of cards that you're pulling from? Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, so you can order a deck of cards from the Time site and it's just a physical square card. There are uh, five cards, one for each round. There's also a corresponding slide deck, so you don't actually have to have that physical card. Uh, there's also the possibility to print a free um, template of cards from the website. For whatever reason, I really like holding that tangible card to center that conversation, but it's not really necessary. And so- So I know that I benefit from having that structure of a protocol in place when I'm discussing or facilitating complicated or tricky issues. Uh, And I know that students and educators do too. Uh, So I like that these cards and the prompting questions on them really are designed to center on coming up with solutions to these problems as well. So does each group have the same deck of
0: cards and they are thinking about one problem and then looking at the the cards to help work with what is the summary of this problem?
1: Okay, so that's a good question. And the answer is yes. Original Deck has a variety of cards with the questions like, what's a problem you want to solve? Or what's a problem that affects a Friend? What's a problem that affects a neighbor? What's a problem that affects the community? So you can have individual groups coming up with their own problems to solve. Or like my example using the class challenges with educators, I assigned them different topics. Uh, so one group was working to identify a problem centered around student engagement. One was working to identify and solve a problem about time, and then they go through the subsequent rounds of research, understanding, and then solving based on that individual problem that either I have given them or they've come up with together.
0: Okay, so that sounds... Like, what a wonderful, fun professional learning activity. So what are some other ways you might think this could be used in classrooms?
1: Oh, yeah. So first of all, like you said, I really like the timing structure of the protocol. You have the ability to change that time however you want to, but it typically takes about 15 to 20 minutes of time. You can shave some of that off if you don't want to have your sharing piece at the end be so long. So it's definitely something that you could use even in the fast paced nature of a secondary class. But I think that you could use this as a protocol to further explore or discuss connections to class content definitely in social studies or science Or maybe relating to themes of things you're studying in English or reading. I'm also thinking about extracurricular clubs like student council or national honor society. And maybe even some of our classes have those advisory period times to use that time or use that extracurricular time to solve a real problem that the school community faces. Maybe it's recycling or maybe it is time. I also think that it could be interesting to try to solve real issues in a PLC setting with educators. So there's some implementation ideas I have floating around in my head. And I taught a student council leadership class. So that's Mm. what was
0: first drawing my attention, thinking that would be perfect for our um, class.
1: For sure. Yeah. And a former secondary English teacher here thinking about tackling big thematic issues in works of literature that we're studying and having a quick conversation about how that same theme or topic arises in their own life or in their own community, just for that connection to self is where my brain went.
0: Okay. Any other final details about Solvent mm. time?
1: Yes. So the Solvent time site has so many resources, including a facilitator slide deck. You can run it through Pear Deck. You don't have to. There are free to print templates of cards. There are cool embedded timers and instructions for use in a virtual setting, as well as a high tech or no tech. So again, lots of possibilities and ideas for implementation
0: this is like an all-in-one package. It can be free to use. You can make it a little fancier if you purchase the cards or the expansion decks, but it seems not a lot of prep for teachers if they go to visit that site. To all of that. Thinking about this Protocol or activity. I could see anytime you have some problem solving in your classes, if you're thinking about design thinking, then this is a great way to structure that. Um, Also, thinking about using this for educators as well. So, campus based teams, instructional leadership teams, PLCs, lots of ways to use this protocol. For sure. Okay. So one other idea we would like to try this season of the podcast is to use each episode as a place to launch further thinking. We want to challenge each other to apply what we share. Laura, what do you think will happen next? How might solve in time push your learning
1: forward? What do you want to do to implement this next? Sure. So I'm thinking that I want to use this protocol more intentionally to solve those relevant problems based on the specific group that I'm working with. So the summer I used it mainly to introduce the concept of solving time to teachers so that they had just the idea and concept in their mind. We went through a sample protocol, but I really wanted them to have that think time for application for their own classes. I think now I want to flip that thinking and challenge myself to use this structure more authentically to solve problems with coaches, educators, or colleagues based on the audience and the purpose of our meeting to truly work to solve those problems with the bonus of thinking through further implementation instead of the other way around. So I'm committed to trying it out. Stay tuned. Okay, let's see if you're
0: in one of Laura's sessions this month, then hopefully you'll have a problem solving opportunity in this solvent time protocol to, to go through that. All right, so we would like to extend the invitation to you, dear listener, to share your ongoing story of learning as well. Take a moment to pause and think wherever you're listening from and consider what ideas have you heard today that have sparked your interest and inspired further learning about Solve
1: in Time. Find us on Twitter at DigLearnRadio to continue the conversation and share your own learning that's inspiring
0: you this week. This season, we're dedicated to sharing our learning and the things that are inspiring us. We hope that when we share, the conversation and ideas will cultivate curiosity and inspire you to click on a link, explore one of the resources, reflect on a question we've asked, or continue the conversation with us online. Share your learning inspirations and ideas from this episode and beyond with the people in your circle, with us, or with a colleague down the hall. We are, as ever, inspired to learn from Gail Allen and her work in the new pillars of modern teaching. She reminds us that when we share, we add a sentence to the story we communicate about ourselves to the world. Let's continue learning, sharing and transforming. Let's get inspired.